What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, episode 202, where today we're talking about The Boys, season two on Amazon, Operation Christmas Drop on Netflix. And my name is Grayson Maxwell. And it's me, Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Gentlemen, how are you? How was your Thanksgiving? Did you guys hit any Black Friday sales? No. I think I, I left my house on Black Friday. I don't know. I hit some pretty good sales. I, used I mean, to, I used to work retail. I'll never do the Black Friday thing. No, absolutely not. That's fair. I mean, I I don't blame you. It wasn't a. It was not a good experience for me. <laughs> um. Well, the there's a local shoe store here that was like, and I needed new shoes. They were doing like, all all their shoes just like straight up thirty five percent, like thirty five percent off everything in the store. So, I mean, was it I, worth a trip though, or could you wait a day? Well, I went I, I went at eight AM and they still had my size. So I mean, but there were some people so Friday, no, sorry, Wednesday sorry, Thursday night, I, I went out to the malls here and yeah. there were there were like lines and lines of people that were camped out for of course, you know, big ticket items at Best Buy was like free coronavirus. <laughs> well Yeah, they're handing out that as a door prize, but um it was like massive TVs, but also like of course PlayStation and Xbox were like huge ticket items this year. Um, I'm really enjoying watching all the YouTube videos of people getting into fights over these things. I really love that every year. I just love it. I don't know why oh, I just do. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's even better this year because I bet you they're fighting about masks and stuff too. So. Oh my goodness. There's just, if, if, okay, anyone who's listening to this, there's this really wonderful one. Um, it was a, it, it, it involved a, it, it involved a Best Buy in Texas, but yeah, they, people were fighting, but instead of fighting, they were just ripping each other's <laughs> masks off. <laughs> And people were recording it. It's just one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Because in the middle of this fight, this dude was scrambling to get a mask back on. Oh, like yeah. not like not like defend himself from getting punched in the head. That but was, he was trying was to get a mask back on. <laughs> I just thought that was, you know, very entertaining. At, at, at least from my part, I was very entertained by that video. But sure. There's always some Black Friday mayhem. I didn't like personally witness anything. I was out pretty early, eight seven forty five, eight o'clock, but other than that, I didn't, you know, it wasn't too crazy. No. How was uh how was work after after Thanksgiving for you guys? Was it pretty crazy where where you worked? It was normal. Work's just nuts for me right now, man. I just like I can't I can't seem to just get it nailed down or nothing. Like I just can't seem to find a rhythm anymore. So. What does that mean? It means he's still on medical leave. Oh, oh, Chris, <laughs> is your hand fixed yet? Uh, it's it's been fixed, but I just have to wait for the the healing to finish. So he's just waiting for clearance to go back to work. Basically, yeah. If you had to say you are X percentage healed, are you what ninety percent, eighty five percent? Ninety seems like a really good, a really good number. Okay, ninety percent healed. Yeah. Your hand is almost fully functional. Usable, just not healthy yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, well, all the rehab it still, but that's all. All of the Thanksgiving hoopla has passed us now. Now we're going to get into the Christmas, uh, all the Christmas shopping insanity, and you know this is a very busy month for a lot of people. <laughs> I just yeah. feel that out. Yeah. Like. December is pretty crazy, and I a lot of my friends have like kids now, and they're posting on Facebook, and I'm just seeing like I don't have a kid, so like I don't understand. I mean, I, I just I don't have I don't experience that life, but a lot of people are just saying like, oh man, no, December is going to be a killer. I mean, like my kids and work, and I'm like, oh man, I don't my even Christmas think about tree, that stuff. My Christmas tree's been up since Election Day. Nice. Oh, good for you, man. <laughs> I don't, even let me like, ask, I don't even like Christmas. Nah. Let, let me ask some Roger. Do you have any retail ruined that? Okay. Retail ruined Christmas. Do you do you have any uh, movie themed ornaments on your tree? Um, I have one of my longtime ornaments from all the way back in the day from the Disney, the old Disney cartoons, the the Scrooge one 
I have the ghost, the crystal goofy one. Oh, okay. it's been on my Christmas tree for I don't know, legitimately like thirty years. That's a class. Oh wow, yeah. that's pretty cool. Absolutely, I do have an Optimus Prime ornament as well. Oh, me too. I have Optimus Prime and Batman on my tree. <laughs> um, I have the Ghostbusters one. I have the little Ecto one one as well. So. I do not have you know, the important things like Jesus and Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> so I love Christmas time. It's my favorite time of year. I like, you know, I like the music when you go out shopping, no. you know, that kind of stuff. No. I always have, you know, it's always been really big with my family too. However, I hate Christmas trees and decorating trees and doing the whole decorating thing. Why? So, I don't know That's why. That's an odd thing. I don't know why. Like, like I, I've never been the person that wants to decorate my house with anything, you know, growing up and in my adult life. Even and I thought that would change when I had kids. It just hasn't. I just it's just not for me. But I love this time of year though. It's definitely like my favorite time of the year. See, I'm 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 kind of the opposite. Like I have no problem with my tree, but because of working all those years in retail, I hate Christmas music. Yeah, I really hate people. So, <laughs> so I, I, I understand I'm where you're coming from. <clears throat> I'm the opposite. I like people. I, I don't hate them yet. Um, I, I although I will admit Christmas music. You know, it, it, it it's nice for like the first week or two, and then. You know, the, the second week of December, it's like, all right, I'm already sick of this Christmas well, The music. thing with Christmas music, unlike regular music, regular music goes in like a cycle where you'll get new music all the time. Yeah. Most Christmas music is just recycled old Christmas music sang again by somebody else. Yeah. Like, aren't we past due for another good Christmas song? Like, is, is I mean, I'm being serious there. They've all been made up already. They're all done. Oh, there's, 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 there's no more, left. There can be no more Christmas music. No more like, Christmas music. It's over. It's done. done. No more can be made. Man, they hit the limit. So many songs. It's just the cap. You have to take one off the bottom, slot something new back in. Yeah, well... All right, this is episode 202 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office curtain upcoming releases, talk about some trailers, and then to the movies we watched for the week. So there's some grim news for the tr- for the box office today, gentlemen. I don't know if you know this, but... Grim news? Yeah, well, I mean, it is grim news to me, but so the this, of course, being... Thanksgiving weekend, and keep in mind the Crudes came out Wednesday, and it, so yeah. oh, yeah. did okay. you did you are, are are you happy like all that lead up to it? Are are you happy with it? Uh yes, I am actually. Sounds like next week's discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I just I was looking forward because Chris was so excited for. It. I yeah. wanted to get like you a, were his... pretty excited. No, I have been, and it, it, it did it didn't disappoint. It wasn't what I was expecting fully, but uh, I I can see why they had to do with the things they did in the movie. I, I'm excited to talk about it. And, okay, and cool. I'm gonna try to get my daughter to sit down with me, and I can record her and talk to her about it. And then, you know, maybe we can play on the podcast or something. Just write it. Yeah, that'd, that'd be nice. Just write down. All right. Numbers. Number one, obviously, the crew's a new age. Now, get this. This, this, this is some of the best, some of the worst. Nine point seven million for okay. the for that's good. yeah. That's that's a, that's a very good number. Fair start for the way things have been. However, freaky number two, seven hundred seventy k. War with Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I didn't expect that. That's a big drop. Yikes. War, War with Grandpa, six hundred forty-three k. Let him go, four hundred fifty-three k. Come home, sorry, come play, three eighty-seven. Now, if you, if no, not not a porno. If <laughs> unfortunately, not a porno. If you're on boxofficemojo.com, that was a joke. My goodness. If you're on boxofficemojo.com and you scroll down past the latest, the latest weekend, uh, it talks about how that this is the biggest substantial drop in box office since we've reopened. And with a lot of theaters now closing again, after the Thanksgiving holiday, it's only going to get worse. So that's not great. 
No. Well, I mean, what's the slate look like past this point? I mean, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. I'm I mean, glad you asked that. Isn't haven't most things been shelved? Yeah, it's not really. Um, it's not. Yes, it's not um, changing much, but nothing. I would imagine we're in for we're in for kind of a darker as far as movies go period because it's with things shutting down again and there's nothing so nothing we don't get a new theatrical release wide release until December fourth which is you know very soon but it's all my life and half brothers which they're they're not need look I want them I want tired of seeing the trailer for that half yeah me too I'm very I'm very excited for. All my life, but look, I, I can. It's not going to do any. It, it's not going to do any box office, though. I mean, I can admit that. But, and then Friday, December eighteenth, which is the next one, uh, Greenland on VOD, and then Fatali, which is, it's a movie Fatale? directed by F A T A L E. Fatali. A married man is tricked into a murderous scheme by a female police detective. Hillary Swank, Mike Coulter, Michael Ely are the cast for that one. Wait, I think I've seen that. Mike Coulter old, uh, um, God bless from the Marvel shows. God bless Luke Cage. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's yeah. a big man. Well, yeah, Mike Coulter, big, big huge. Oh dude. man. <laughs> but that's been recently moved up into the docket, and then December twenty fifth, Christmas Day, has Monster Hunter, News of the World, Pixar, Soul, and Wonder Woman Day and Date with HBO Max. I would be willing to bet Pixar's soul either won't be theatrical or will be Disney Plus and theatrical on Christmas Day for the price of, what do you want to guess, $19.99 or $29.99? I don't know, though. Since HBO Max only costs $14, $14.99, I'd be hard-pressed to be more than that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Pixar's soul, Disney. No, that's what I mean, though. But Because Wonder Woman will be out on HBO Max, if you want to watch it that way, it would only cost you one month subscription for $14.99. Yeah, how... how- narcissistic does Disney got to be to look at, you know, one of the bigger movies that Warner Brothers is going to put out and go, ours is worth twice the amount of yours. <laughs> well, no, no, you're, I mean, look, do you put it past Disney? No, no. So no. it's on their own platform. I, That's I, what I'm saying though. It's like, I mean, they haven't announced anything. I know there's news coming pending um, uh, regarding Pixar's soul, but I don't think they've made any major announcement yet. So, mm-hmm. But I mean, nothing. Nothing has changed. And then next year, I looked at that. It's still what was what was last week. Things haven't moved around much. Um, all right. So just some some what streaming we have uh, this week. I want to f- look at Amazon. Just a couple of things I was able to pick out. Uh, Twenty eight days later, two thousand two. Danny Boyle, Killian nice. Murphy. Love that. Yeah, that's a Christopher Eccleston and Naomi Harris, Brendan Gleeson. That movie made zombie movies scary again. Yeah. It really did. It kind of upped the intensity level and just it made them – it gave you a reason to be scared of zombies again after kind of like the zombie hoopla had kind of died down. This movie is like – Roger, is it fair to say this movie is responsible for like kind of bringing zombies back into the limelight for Hollywood? I don't know about that. Zombies I mean, aren't the, back in the limelight. The though. Walking Dead brought it back. I mean brought That's it fair. back to where we're at now. And that was eight years or so now what? Almost ten years later yeah. for that. So – it's hard to think about it that The Walking Dead has been around for like ten years. Yeah, that started in two thousand nine. Yeah, that was yeah. it's been eleven years now. So, jeez, that's what launched it back in a superstar. Now you are right though, with twenty eight days later being the first scary zombie movie in a long time. And here's the thing though, that was one of those where you could prove you could have a zombie movie and have it be a good movie. Oh yeah, that that one's pretty fantastic, and it's not. And I understand the argument; it's not zombies. 
It's uh, they're infected by rage, I, but they're zombies. zombies. I mean, zombie. it's a zombie movie, just like I Am Legend's a zombie movie. Absolutely is. Yep. Mm. Yeah, but I really, I really uh, enjoy Twenty Days Later. That is part of my library at home. If I had to pick, like, like one of my favorite, like, kind of like even zombie movie, but even like scary movie, I love the Twenty Eight series. I do. I, I always, I, you know, I always wish we'd got the third one they wanted to do. Yeah, the Twenty Eight weeks or well, Twenty Eight months they said they were going to do. It was just recently canceled, like like three or four months ago. Canceled. I mean, you always got twenty eight years. Yeah. yeah, or twenty eight months or something. I mean, it's I was I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the sequel, even though the sequel is not as good as the original. I love the sequel with Jeremy Renner and um, uh, Rose Rosemary Byrne. I love the yeah, sequel. They're both good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, with it's um, a different movie that's close enough related. You're like, I get it, hundred percent. Well, but like that's a perfect example. Like the first one was kind of. I don't want to say independent-ish, but you know, Danny Boyle. It was it was a very small budget. You know, it was shot completely digital. It was it was like one of those like kind of a pioneering movie, and it was. And then the sequel, of course, once Hollywood gets a hold of something, it just gets bigger and better. You know, they just put tons of money behind it, and unfortunately, I don't think it was nearly as good of a movie. But I, I, I think that's fair. It's still a good movie. It's still better than a lot of the stuff we get though in that genre, or mm-hmm. you know, as a scary movie or that kind of you know that kind of wheelhouse. I like I, I like both those movies you know oh, what, i would agree i would agree with you you know what zombie movie i do love and always will love i always will love the remake of dawn of the dead yeah at the mall yeah love that movie yeah. because i thought that there could have been so much more to that like that whole world i would have loved to have seen more yeah yeah so. even like just like the different pockets and stuff like yep. that yeah um one that i keep on telling you guys to watch even though it, i know it's it's a foreign film but it, it's trained to busan it's yeah. really really good it's a fantastic zombie movie that you can watch right now all right, I'm going to watch that this week, Chris. And wait a minute. There's that movie, and I have you watching a movie, don't I? Do you? I thought we made a bet or like a deal a few weeks back. I'll have to go back, and I have it written down somewhere. I'll have to go yeah, back yeah, and review yeah, that. Yeah, let me know because I, I'm not sure. All my days run together at this point because, you know, not working. Uh, <laughs> it, was about, it was about rewatching something that ah, we've okay, seen okay. recently. Yeah, oh, yeah I, fair I, enough. that sounds familiar. Well, yeah, I'll have to go through and do that. And the second movie, The, the Field of Lost Shoes, directed by Sean McNamara, it's uh, Tom Skerritt, David Arquette, Jason Isaacs, Josh Zuckerman. Uh, it is the Civil War. Teenage cadets from the Virginia Military Institute uh, must fight and witness the horrors of war in the Battle of the Shenandoah Valley. So that's, that was kind of an underrated one that I saw many years back. It kind of it went straight to streaming. But it is, uh, it's pretty good for the cast it has. It, it's a pretty good little movie. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, the Taking of Pelham 123 is on Amazon. So if you've not seen that one, that one is, I think, Roger, I think you'll agree with me, is probably a little bit above average for it's a decent movie. It's okay. Yeah. It's I'm not sure. great, that, but it, it's pretty good. It's okay. And sometimes just being okay is fine. Yep. Well, I mean, okay, so it's directed by Tony Scott. You know, the Scott brothers had their hands in it. Denzel Washington, John Travolta, Louis Guzman, John Torturo, uh, Ramon, Ramon Rodriguez, Michael Rispoli, James Gandolfini. That's a pretty good cast, man. That's that's like that's almost A-level cast, like 100% across the board. Uh, I really enjoyed the ending of that movie. It's incredibly emotional and kind of one you, an ending you don't really see coming. It, it, it's a remake of a movie by the same name, but uh, you should enjoy that. So check out 28 Days Later, The Field of Lost Shoes, and or The Taking of Pelham 123, all offered on Amazon right now for free. I watched well, a bunch of Harry Potter this past week. Did you? Oh, did you? It's on TV all the time. <laughs> I love the Harry Potter movies, man. And oh, <clears throat> that's what I want to talk. I'm glad you brought that up. I meant to bring this up last week about how people are, and this is what has me worried because social media is, both a wonderful and a very dangerous tool when it comes to this. But um, so people 
are there's a hashtag um, hashtag cancel HP prequels, and it's like it's gaining a little track. I think that's the hashtag. It's gaining traction. I am on the other side of it. I love the Fantastic Beasts movies. I think well, they're the first one. I don't think they're great. I love them. A dumpster fire. It's just not a good movie. Well, Johnny Depp has now been removed, so they're gonna have to re- they're gonna have to recast that all completely. Um, I just <clears throat> for being. I don't like Harry Potter is the fantasy epic of my time. And I just think it's, it's, it's enormous. And I love, I love how they're choosing to unfold the story. And I know people's big hang up with it is it's not Harry Potter, but it's not Harry Potter. I, I get people want more Harry Potter, but it's, this is the story of what happened leading up to Harry Potter, you know, world war one, then world war two kind of thing. It's sure. I, I really enjoy that kind of a slow burn, you know, seeing Voldemort at the beginning, seeing um, Dumbledore and, What's the Grindelwald? I mean, I'm really, I'm really enjoying this. So I really hope they do not cancel that third movie or even the next. Because there's five total prequels. They won't. I hope they don't cancel any of them. Nope, they won't. That's they make Warner Brothers way too much money. Yeah, it's way too much money. Um, but there, I mean, there's a lot of whole. There's the whole thing with like, uh, who's the author? Rowling is. She's in always in the news for you know her own personal she beliefs has and some, some opinions that aren't exactly. Uh popular right (laughs) so i mean we'll leave it that but like i just think it's interesting to be like one of the biggest franchises in the past 20 years is like is under fire you know it's just it's just it's all kind of interesting to me but chris how how do you feel about the harry potter franchise chris you there sorry i I lost you guys for a second chris how do you feel about the harry potter franchise so i'm not deep enough into the lore of that to where i can really I don't have much of an opinion. I never read the books. I've seen at least I've seen all the movies at least once. I've seen a couple ones in the middle a few times. It's just it's never really it's never really pulled me in like it has a lot of other people. But it's because I grew up with a different kind of fantasy. I think I grew up with you know Lord of the Rings is probably like my biggest fantasy like you know franchise that I've watched as a movie. But like big on Magic the Gathering growing up, Dungeons and Dragons. It's just a little bit different fantasy and the way magic works. It, you know in those in those universes is way different than like the Harry Potter magic. And it just it never spoke to me, so I never really got into him as much as I as, as I think other people have for that reason. That's fair. I mean, that's that's totally so, so, totally fair, totally fair. If and Roger, you, you love them, right? They're pretty easy read. Yeah. The the first couple are actually a little bit. I mean, you you probably fly through them. After like the third or fourth one is when it really just explodes and it gets dark. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, so did so did the movies though too, man. They yeah, they get yeah, a little bit incredibly well, I mean, dark. They, they grow up, so or at yeah. least at least a little bit. Obviously, by you know the end of the fifth movie, people are dying. So yeah. <laughs> you know it's pretty pretty big ramp up in most cases. Yeah. All right. Current events. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. So moving on to trailers. <clears throat> what do you guys want to talk about first today? Born a champion or Boss Baby Two? Boss Baby Two, because you guys seem to love this for some reason. Well, here's the thing about Boss Baby Two, and I think Chris will agree with me on this. I <clears throat> I thought the first one was very clever and very funny mm-hmm. working with you know a baby that treated himself like an adult and all and all the adults were idiots i, I kind think, of found that cheeky i vaguely remember coming on the podcast at first and i think i recommend that people watch that because I, I think you guys hadn't seen it yet and it's just something that my that my my then three-year-old geez almost four-year-old like asked to put on and on a whim and we watched it and she loves it and we we she watches the series that's on there now 
She loves the movie. It's a big Netflix thing. Yeah, it is. Yep. And I don't know. The animation style is very unique to it. I really love the way that everything's animated. It's very fun. The whole movie is just bouncy when you watch it. And it just, it, it, I don't know. I can't help but smile and laugh at the jokes. The jokes are very, are very spot on too. Even like on the series, like they do a good job with it. With like the jokes, the content, it includes everybody that's watching it. I think it's a solid movie and I can't wait for the second one. I feel the same way. Although after watching the trailer, it seems to me the second one, uh, I, I'm already getting the vibe that I'm not going to like as much as the first one. But that, that, that of course, is of course by this point just speculation. I have no reason to actually say that for sure. That, I just get that, that vibe. The I mean I don't know the sequel. You know, all sequels have a hard time to to their first ones when, when they're when they're already good. You know, pieces of you know of entertainment. You think Boss Baby jumped the shark? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It's I'm, like, I'm sorry. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It seems like they're going to go a little bit too big in some points, but it's okay for like, what the movie's for. I don't know. I think it's going to be good, and that's all I want out of it. I mean, okay, so I, I mentioned I just watched The Crude. It's going to be along the similar lines. The first one was good because you didn't know what to expect, and there was this thing happening the whole time. And the second one, it's not quite the same thing. You know all the characters and stuff, and there isn't this big event happening in the second one. So it's like, you know, they had to find a different way to get you invested. And I think Boss Baby 2 will have that same Well, thing. I mean, so it continues the tradition of like huge Hollywood releases. I mean, look, Amy Sedaris, James Marsden, Jeff Goldblum, Alec Baldwin, Lisa Kudrow, Eva Longoria, um, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, James McGrath, as, as my favorite character, Wizzy. I, I think Wizzy's the greatest thing ever. Um, <laughs> I obviously, it's supposed to be Gandalf, but yeah. Uh, yeah I, I've... The cast is pretty good too. Like oh, you yeah. can't say anything bad about that cast. And if you haven't seen these uh, this movie or the series, Alec Baldwin as the boss baby, I don't like him as a person, but I love him as this character. He's hilarious. <laughs> he does such a good job. I would agree. He uh, he knocks it out the park. Yep. Uh, Alec Baldwin to me is is very hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. So there's, I mean, there's there's definitely that. But all right. Uh, anyone else want to talk about Boss Baby back in Boss Baby Two back in business? Nope, never watched the first one, so I feel like I'm gonna have to watch. Two. <laughs> or no, I'm I'm sorry, Family Business is the, yeah, the family, family Business. Let's call. All right, and when, let's talk about Born a Champion with old uh, Quaid. So uh, that dude gets messed up. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the trailer it starts in now when the, when the trailer first started, did you guys think it was going where it went? No, no, it definitely has the war movie mm-hmm. hero vibe going, which I mean, they play on, but not in the way you think. So, I mean, turns out it's a uh, MMA movie and uh, I'm here for it, even though it might be bad. Isn't Sean, so it's the, the Dennis Quaid and Sean Patrick Flanner. He's one half of the, the Boondock Saints, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, I love, I love the first movie. The side of Boondock Saints. The, the first movie is great. The second movie is terrible. Not great. Yeah, and it's it's always on. I'm sure you can find it somewhere on streaming. It's always on streaming somewhere. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not good. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Born a Champion only because I like you know those type of movies, MMA movies. Well, um, I said I'm, this to I said this to Roger that they're doing a very good job of making you of making you like want to hate watch this guy get the crap kicked out of him. Not not the main character, but the, who who's who he's up against. Like they do a very good. Like th- this movie's going to be very much you know you're you're going to want want to watch this to see how this ends. I think so. I mean, I, I think it. Yeah. the trailer at least holds my attention enough that I was interested because, I mean, he was a soldier. Of course, he lost someone. The whole thing is he lost and is telling this guy how, he, how his son died. And then he ends up, you know, being a fighter. I would like to see how that happens. Um, I'm hoping because, like, Southpaw was a movie that I worked on and 
I was super excited for and ended up being really bad. I so it's it's not. I mean, okay, fine. Let me let me remend that. The movie in my head wasn't what we got, and I just I felt so kind of cheated by the by the trailer. Well, the Maybe I'll say that. movie isn't as much about boxing as it is about his comeback from losing his wife. Yeah. So right, right. It's as much that as it is a boxing movie. So there's that. Take it. Uh, also, I'm really excited for a Born a Champion. Actually, uh, I, most of the time I'm really kind of lukewarm on these, but I like. I think Sean Patrick Flanner is a good choice. I think Quaid's a good choice. We'll see what they can do. Um, I have a guilty pleasure for a really big soft spot in my heart for. Do you remember that movie? I don't know if you guys have seen it, but um, it's uh, Jumon Hansu's in it with um. Never back down, baby. Yeah, never back down. I actually really dig that movie. You know, it's not very good, but I think it's got some interesting things going on in in it. You know, with the you know the Karate Kid with MMA. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty much all it is. But you know, Jimon, you know, telling him how he lost his father, and you know, like, and you know, the mom talking to the to the to the guy at the gym, and like getting her faith renewed that her son's just not getting the crap kicked out of him, but it's for a reason. And, you know, I think that movie it kind of works on a fundamental level, but when it's all put together, it doesn't. But it's just one of my guilty. Whenever I see it on streaming, I watch it every it single time. Watchable, but it's just not very good. Yeah, Cam Gigandet is uh, he's a good villain, and he's he's a very you know he just he's he's, he's a good bad guy. He Cam Gigandet as well. Many <laughs> abdominal muscles. All the abs, he's got them, all of them. All, of them. Uh, all right, so Chris, you are you you're excited for Born a Champion? Uh, I am. Uh, I'm not as big into the fight movies as I used to be. I uh, just watched a lot of Rocky and stuff growing up and kind of grew out of them a little bit. I do like a good fight movie though. So I'm excited to watch it and see if it's everything I want it to be. All right. All right. So next week, we're going to take a little break this week from Mandalorian. I get caught up on two episodes next week and then do weekly from there. But all right, guys, let's talk about operation Christmas drop first. Oh, 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 you want to watch, you want to talk about the stronger of the media first? Oh, that's weird. No, I don't. And I listened to the episode last week and I was right, by the way. About what? About the way you said it, I was right, and you guys said no, no. And I, n- n- never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Operation Christmas Drop. This dumpster fire was came out November fifth. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good leaded. I like that. <laughs> Directed by Martin Wood, um, Cat Graham, Alexander Ludwig being the two leads. Uh, Virginia Madsen is is another one. Bethany Brown, uh, Jeff Joseph. Let's get into it, please. Water. Tell us what this movie's about. Um. So this movie's about a Air Force base in Guam, um, which every year does a Christmas drop where they go through and they drop supplies to the remote uh, remote Micronesian islands out that way. And for some reason, they came up to where they might be cut for the budget. So they send out somebody to uh, basically look through the books to make sure everything's on the on the up and up. And if not, they're going to you know eliminate that base. So I have two problems. First off, we're never giving up Guam ever. Okay? <laughs> you know why? Because Guam is one of the most important military installations in our history of our country. Yep. So that's yeah, it, 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 it lets us keep an eye on that entire sector of ocean. Yes. yes you know, like we're never so that even though I don't know, that's that's one of my many frustrations with this movie. That's but go on. Frustrating it's almost like they needed to pick a true story. Like a true story avenue, and like that's all they had. 
and that's why that 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 whole story got picked for it because like you said there's no way that that they're giving that base up it's just not gonna happen no we have have multiple bases on guam we have the air force base and a naval base on guam so Mm -hmm. no and also also guam is very beautiful Right. Yeah. We can all agree on that. Yep. I would love <laughs> oh, yeah. I would love to go to Guam. Guam no, just chill for a while. American territory. You don't even need a passport to go to Guam. Nope. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't, but that's interesting. You do not. So I feel like this movie, I feel like Netflix was like, man, we need like one more Christmas movie for the holidays. And then Hallmark said, man, we got one too many movies and this one's trash. And they were like, hey, I'll give you $15. And that's what happened. We'll buy that script. You guys get your own actors, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's okay so let's talk about um so kate graham is erica a woman who goes from dc as instruction to evaluate the efficiency of this base and see if it can be shut down by a presented to be very ruthless uh, virginia madsen's character congressman bradford who just at the beginning just is all about cutting throats and just getting it done um, and then she goes there, and of course she, you know, the young, the young Navy pilot Andrew, played by Alexander Ludwig, is you know this tall, six foot, what, whatever, blonde hair, blue eyed guy, handsome bastard, God, <laughs> handsome bastard, all the abs as well. Um, Many. Yeah, he, all the abs and all the feet, like all the height, he he, he has it all. Feet? That, um, that's like a weird turn. You yeah, like he. We did. Oh my goodness. Okay, so. And then these two, like, it's it's a romantic comedy when it shouldn't. Like, this subject matter, I don't think, should have been a romantic comedy. Does, 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 that, does that make sense? I don't know if this is a romantic comedy, though, is it? Well, it's more of I mean, just... It's core it is, but... I don't think it's... Com- I, I think it's just it's just a holiday romance it's movie. It's just a romance, right? that. Is it? Yeah. Family I mean, romance? Yeah, yeah I, I don't think it's... Yeah. I think it's more romance than romantic comedy. I know it's a weird distinction to make. But, like... They don't get into any like oh oh my who done it sort of thing where there's like point and blame at each other and all that. They don't really do that. There's there's like, like there's like no hijinks. No, there, there's yeah. not. It's just here's a story. You know the way it goes, they kind of just end up together. Which who didn't see it, obviously, as the movie would state. Yeah, but that's really it. Besides showing off how pretty Guam is, and that being a pilot must be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, this movie doesn't have a whole lot going for it. No. Well, here's one of the things that bothers me the most time, and 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 they, they don't. There's no. They don't really show you time passing ever. You just know she's only there for a she's few only days, there for like a week, right? Yeah. So it's a, like seven yeah. days. Yeah. But I mean, these people. Does anyone on this island do any work? Or are they all just prepping for this damn drop? Oh, they're pilots. So for for you know our main star, legitimately, besides maintenance stuff, unless he's flying, no. He's got a regular office job. And right now his office job is the Christmas drop. Like yeah. that's that's part of their that's budgeted into their time. Yeah. Which is also why everybody thinks it's a big deal that they're they're draining funds, which they're not. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> Because um, everything's donated, which is also something I have I have a weird weird issue with. At one point, would we ever send as a government? We'd be like, we need to cut the base that's servicing all these islands for aid. What kind of shitstorm would you get into? <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, these days, would be like, yeah. listen, they service eleven thousand islands, mm-hmm. eleven thousand islands. Yeah, they keep the peace. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, 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 budget cuts. <laughs> get the hell out of here. Yep. There's got to be some base in the middle of like Arkansas that can go. 
that's one of my problems with this movie. Um, the, I mean, the, I don't think. Now, let me ask you something. Now, I'm asking just just a question that I wondered. Would I can believe Virginia Madsen being a congresswoman? I can believe that. Sure. Do you think that? Do you think that knowing who she was working with? Um, Erica, do you think that she would have sent Erica to do? I'm asking you like, yes or no question. Do you think she would have sent Erica to do this? The yeah. girl that, as presented in the movie, Erica, the main girl. Do you think she would have been sent to evaluate this base? Well, she's her number one age. She trusts so, her. So yeah, I have no, I have no real issue with that. Yeah, they, 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 they at least built that built that establishment like early by having her do the Christmas shopping. The other girl was like, you know, she doesn't trust anybody to do this. It's very important to her. You know, like they kind of put that together and haphazardly, no, you know, no less, but still. So I think they did, you know, say why they were sending her because, like, it was really important that, like, she find how to cut this place because she has her mind made up before she even goes. Sure. So it's just, I don't know, but I don't know. We could, I could spend, I could spend the next 20 minutes about all the things that are wrong with this movie, but. Basically, it comes down to this is just a, a bad Hallmark movie through and through. It's predictable. Everything happens exactly as you think it does. She starts with her hair up and she's uptight. And mid movie, her hair never goes up and up in a bun again because she's so she's well, enjoying herself. No, well, it's it's bad. It's also very hot. There. I don't give a sh- which is why the hair would be up. No, yeah, I don't think so no, yeah. it doesn't doesn't blow around there. You get that weird hair thing. Nope. You used to have long hair. Well, let me. Well, okay. Well, I have a I have a counter argument that kind of hit me as I was watching this. Okay, so Chris, we watch a ton of movies. Admittedly, okay. Um, what about the person that watches? You know, the, the you know the average person. You know, if movies aren't really around their thing, but you know, for the holidays, they sit down with family. They're like, oh, this looks. Oh, okay. I'll pl- I'll play this. I have a few days off, and they, they let's say they watch ten movies a year. For you know, let, let's say they're in their mid to late twenties, early thirties, they watch ten movies a year total, like not just streaming and theater, but total. If you watch and, ten movies total in a year, this should not be ten percent of your yearly watch. But no, but but I'm asking you, is it is it as predictable to them as it is to us as far as formula is concerned? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you all right, that's, that's fair. If you can't see what's happening now, obviously we do watch a lot of movies. We know what's going to happen before they before they roll. Get done with the end beginning credits. We I, know how this movie's going to play. We knew what was happening when he's walking on the beach without a shirt on to meet. You know yeah. what I mean? Done. Yeah. Bam. It's a, well. It's a, no. And, and all in all due defense, we knew when you hit play. We knew exactly how this was going to play out. Thank you for mocking me. However, you just did. I appreciate well, no, that. The, the other the other thing with that, and I'm not not want to be serious about this. So we know how this movie is going to play out. Not only do we know how it's going to play out, it follows it almost exactly. And at no point, and I'm not trying to really dig on this movie because I don't actually hate it. It's just not good. But it's not overly funny. It's not like this is a tourism video. Yeah. That's what this is. I swear to God, like that's the, the only thing I get out of this is how pretty Guam is and how dumb some people can be. I mean, that that's it. But, like, the part where she's, you know, where they're on the island and she gives, like, all the stuff in her purse to the little girl. Like, that's a sweet moment. Yeah. Now, obviously, you see it coming from a mile away, but it, it doesn't really lessen the impact of that. Yeah. At least I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so either. But, again, it's, I mean, this, okay, so let's just say you're also, let's just say this is, a I think, one of, like, a very closely structured three-act structure movie. You know, the whole boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back. But, I mean, it, I mean, that's the basic one. But, like, this falls into a three-act structure, like you said, to a T. Yeah. So, are we 
something that I struggle with myself is I tend to mix like movies like this that are predictable and boring and hallmarky. I tend to, in my mind, immediately dismiss as bad, and I have to go back and t- t- catch myself. So, is this movie bad, or is this movie just predictable and to a T scripted? Well, I mean, it's hard to say that it's bad. Okay, and here's why: there's at no point where if you're just watching a movie, you'd be like, "Ugh!" Like, there's no real overly cringy moments. Yeah. Because once you get past the point that we would never shut down a basin guam. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that. This movie's fine. It's just predictable. It's not very funny. That's that's it. It's just straightforward. You know what's happening. There's never a surprise. Nope. Right? You know, I did find something hilarious to me where he's supposed to be sulking to himself in the bar by himself. He's drinking cranberry soda. He's not even doing shots. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what kind of pilot is he? Yeah, well, right. I mean, probably responsible because he's probably on duty. Probably. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But, I mean, you're supposed to drive home that he's sad, right? He should be binge drinking like any good American man should. <laughs> should have an alcohol problem. <laughs> so my big thing is is that, you know, if you're if you're up against watching this or turning on the Hallmark Channel, I would turn on the Hallmark Channel. There's just better movies that are in this vein. Or I would just say, I would just say, does, I mean, is there a difference? There is. Between, well, between there's this and a Hallmark There's different movie. style of movie, but there's better quality. No, this is just a Hallmark movie with a bigger budget. You think, you think the budget's bigger on this? Remote location. Hell yes, I do. I would imagine. I would imagine what Roger said is is right. They're all shot in like for like a small little studio. Yeah, like they had to go somewhere to film this. It costs more money. Okay, well, I mean, still, it doesn't make the movie any better. However, I, I do think though, because I did do some reading after this. This is the first movie. Like, there's some initiative for like Guam's tourism thing, legitimately to have more stuff played out that way out there. Yeah. Um. So we're, I think we're going to get more movies filmed there. Oh, okay. They get, they get like a tax credit. So, which is why we get all our stuff filmed in Georgia right now. Yeah. If you didn't know, like ninety percent of the Marvel stuff's all in Georgia because yeah. they get paid money to do it. Yeah. So. Walking Dead was there the yeah. whole time. Still is. So. Uh, no, you're you're right, and I would imagine. I mean, so do you think in some vein there was a conversation that um, using this guy as an Air Force pilot, or sorry, a Navy pilot? Do you think there's something there with like the U.S. government with their base to like, hey, Netflix is like, hey, we want to shoot here. Yeah, I'm um, sure they did. I'm sure yeah. they, I'm sure they welcomed them with open arms. Yeah, yeah, I, I would imagine that's how it went down. But because, listen, they do they do nothing but portray the military and especially this group of people as one very compassionate and good people. Yeah. So that's the kind of be like, hell yeah, we want that publicity. There's plenty of people that hate the military just because they're the military. Yep. So any any good publicity they can get, they're going to take it. Well, see, I would imagine this makes um, this is a win-win because it makes the military look compassionate, like they care, you know, very diverse, you know, very ar- very articulate, very with it, very like on their A game, you know, like how the military should be, you know. So that's that's probably something with it also. I'm not to say that is it, but I mean, I imagine. But Chris, I also think you're right that Netflix had, you know, they had an additional twenty million dollars laying around five months ago and said, "What can we do with this?" Yeah, they're, let's, like, let's do they're, this. They're like, jingle jangle ain't gonna carry it, boys. <laughs> and I you know, just threw this one out there. And neither is the Christmas Chronicles two. Actually, I'll bet Christmas Chronicles two is is a major hit this holiday season. Which we have to watch that, but I'm waiting till Christmas time, boys. We don't have to do anything. I can just I mean, say I watched it and play along. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, well, let's rate this. Yeah, thing, let's right? rate this. All right. 
right, so I'll fire it off. I'll go first. This movie's like a three and a half, maybe a four. Um, I have a hard time giving it much lower than it because the weird thing about this movie is you can tell there's actually production value here. Yeah. Because I think they tried really hard to go out of the way to impress you with what they do do. However, it's it's not funny. It's not a comedy. Um, it's not depressing, so it's not like some weird docudrama thing. <laughs> but it's it's really not a comedy. It's not a rom-com. It's a romance. Mm. And it's just not a very good one. So there's that. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I would also give it a 3-5. <laughs> Only because uh, it, it does what it sets out to do. It's a nice, feel-good holiday movie. Um, although I did notice the gecko looked really bad. Oh my god! Oh, that's what I, that's what I want to talk about. Was yeah. the 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 terrible three D generated gecko? The gecko gecko you see on commercials looks a thousand times better. I would have accepted the I actual gecko gecko hanging around her apartment. That was like that was like ninety like ninety nine two thousand level like I've, as far I've as on better far. CGI that's... and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like the old one. Yeah, that was yes. that was pretty bad. <laughs> <The original. laughs> that was pretty bad, man. That uh, that gecko. But I mean, it served a purpose, and it was what it was. So, uh, yeah, three five is what I'm going to give it to. Um, it it does what it, it does what it sets out to do. You can watch it and just check out for a whole ninety six minutes. Um, it's I mean I'm, I imagine this is going to be a big Christmas date movie for a lot of people, just sitting down on the couch at night and just watching something. Well, I mean, um, the problem is, did you rate it, Chris? No. You're gonna rate it. I'm going to. Yeah, I was letting Grace and have his moment. No, you know what I mean? well, that was it. Two, three five. Two and a half. Watch Holiday. This is bad. Oh, okay. that's true. I mean, well, so here's the thing: is Holiday that much better than this? Yes. But yes. Though, like leaves the head of it. Though, yeah. And this isn't. So I, I don't know. But like Holiday has the I advantage. Don't really rate them that far apart from levels of bad. I, I but here's it. the thing. Here's the thing that Holiday has the advantage of is. Um, there is in in this movie. There's never there's never any emotion or tension ever in Holiday Drop or Christmas or Operation no, Christmas yeah, Drop. No, but here's never. the thing: though, I don't think they were trying to go that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Two attractive people hanging out <laughs> with, with, without drama and without human drama, you don't have a movie. That's the thing. But also with Holiday, there was incredibly well. I don't want to say incredibly, but there was a pretty decent emotional center, and there was tension between the two. Um. Uh. Yes, I think Holiday is leagues ahead of this movie as far as recommending or quality. No, right, so it, that it has a better cast too. But yeah, I think we're done. I think that's. Oh. <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Yeah. All right, baby. The Boys season two. Billy Butcher is is back. Roger, give it a. Back. Yeah, I'm not saying the c word, boys. Oh my goodness. So. <laughs> All right, the the boys premiered in 2019. This year was season two. Here's the cast: Carl Urban, Jack Quaid, Anthony Starr, Aaron Moriarty. The his, list just goes on. His name is Anthony, not Anthony. Oh, oh, and, oh sorry, Anthony Starr. Yes. Show him some respect, yeah. God. So damn I'm it. sorry, I'm sorry, Anthony. If you want to come on the show, you you oh, know how. Uh, oh, Aya Cash, Stormfront. She's actually on the show I'm on right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been paying. I've been, I've been paying her. I like her. <laughs> I've been. I didn't know that was her name, but I've been paying her uh, her flight. Like I've been paying the invoices for her flights. Well, good. Um, Tell her I said what's up. Awesome. Oh, you know, um, give a single pistol for me. A a a a cash. Single pistol. A cash. If you're listening, you managed to somehow be as evil as Cersei on Game of Thrones. So good for you. Holy crap. So okay. So soups are running amok. Uh, 
Vought is, you know, in the middle of a conspiracy of do they or don't they produce them with the compound V. Uh, still, we have Billy Butcher's people are on the outs. You have the awful, awful superheroes, the seven led by Homelander, still looking for Billy Butcher and his crew. It's just more It's just more of that. I mean, they're, they're all kind of shitty humans. They're not all awful. <laughs> well, no, okay, I'll give you that. But, I mean, who are you thinking about when you say they're, they're not all they're not all terrible. I don't think I don't think Starlight's terrible. I don't think Maeve's overly terrible. She's been put in some bad situations, especially you know stuff that you dig into with this show. Yeah. Well, the the, the, the whole thing of the the got no beef of Black Noir either. He's just yeah. he's their dude. I think he's just you want somebody killed. He's the guy you send. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we all play our roles in life. You're gonna be good at something. Be good at something. You know what I mean? I mean, look, Black. I, I was kind of hoping there was a point where I was kind of I was kind of hoping we were gonna see his face in this season too. There, there, there was a point where I thought it was going to happen, but it did not. So I, I, I took some notes on just a few things I wanted to talk about that I just thought were kind of notable or funny or both. Um, I stopped about episode six, though. So do you, how, about, how about the first episode, kind of a recap, starting with Translucent's funeral, but every picture, it just close. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And, a, and an empty, and a completely empty coffin, like a glass coffin with nothing in it. Like, amazing. <laughs> that was super clever. That jizzbag translucent made him into some sort of fallen hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see, what well, they, they, they make his entire funeral like this epic speech about how they they have to come together yep. to form around his death. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll I'll be honest, since you since you start talking about his speech, I think Homelander is one of the most fascinating characters in this show. He's a, because his real his character. As flawed as it is, he's really interesting mm-hmm. because at some points you don't really know what's going on in his head, right? Some points you're like, okay, I understand him. Other points I'm like, wow, he's really messed up. And like he re- basically walks that border the whole time. Yeah. And so and now he's definitely crazy by the end. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and big props to the actor that plays him. I think he does such a good job with that role. He's just, he's very menacing the whole time. No bad acting, you know, that I've seen in the whole show from him. He's just – he's really – he brings the crazy too. Oh, and Anthony Starr. Last couple episodes, he, man, he brings the crazy. He's the he's the budget um, – who's the guy in Star is Born? What's his name? Um, Bradley – he's the budget Bradley Cooper. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They all have – and Maeve is the budget um, – I just watched her in um, – she was big – I don't remember her name. Um, she's in the ring. Who's the Who's the woman in the ring? What, what's, what's, what's her name? She – well, they all – I've noticed that all the people, they all – like, for instance, the guy in, in – the head of a church, he looks like like they all have people that they look like. He looks like Hugh Jackman. Like they're all like. Sure. I I said that when I was watching. I was, yeah. I was like I was like man, this guy looks like my boy Hugh Jackman. They they all very much resemble like real like a list star. I don't know if that was intentional or what, but yeah, I, I, I can sure imagine. It's but I mean, I love what we say that like these people aren't becoming a list stars. Yeah, it's true. Like this is a big budget thing. These people are going to end up super famous. Yeah. I well, like I mean, Huey is is in something coming up. I can't remember what it was. Well, that's he. Okay, yeah, yeah. Scream five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Scream five actually just finished shooting uh, here too. I got he's to see some leads. I got to see the the last day of shooting that drove by. Um, yeah, and how about Mother's Milk? <laughs> he's a great character too. That's Laz Alonso. He's great too. This whole cast is just it's good, man. It's so well, good. I don't. They, they work so well together. Like, yeah. I love Frenchie. Yeah. I love him. Yep. I love him. 
He's you know, Ivan, Ivan like Chase Crawford. Shit and I love him so much. <laughs> Ivan like Chase Crawford, uh, the deep. He's like, he's, he's pretty much just like the biggest, like, I don't know what you, what would you, how would you describe the deep? I had to marry somebody Steve, I don't even like. Steve <laughs> Stifler is a superhero. That's who pretty that guy much. is. Yeah, okay. That's actually a pretty good description of the deep. Is I'm, I'm well aware. I know. I thought a lot about this and I'm good at this. Mm. So you're welcome. And I'll never forget the season from the first season where the, the girl takes him home and sticks his, her hand in his gill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. <laughs> oh, man. How about how about the whale that dies in this one? So, listen, I wanted to bring that up. I'm so mad at you. I wanted to bring that up. As the, that was the shining moment of this whole season for me was when they ram a boat through a whale. Listen, this show brings it, and they brought it so hard in this season, and that was just the pinnacle of the goddamn show. I love the conversation between the Deep and Homelander after that happens. He's yeah. like, I don't give a shit about the whale. Lucy, Lucy. So good. Yes, yeah, Lucy, yeah. The CGI yeah. was so good, the way it comes out the water and lands on the beach, and like it's like, oh shit, he brought a whale. And like, oh, just the way the boat hits it too, and just the whole thing just kind of like just does that slow slide, just barely moves, but oh, so good. Well, I mean, it really does seem like that's going to be the deep slide, re- like redemption moment. Yeah, like he's coming in. Oh my goodness, it's going to be so wonderful. Yep. And then it just explodes, yep. much like his willpower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's it's such a. I, this is there's there's a weird like chemistry in this show that I don't think I've experienced outside of the boys. It's just like it doesn't you know what what like imagine having a worse Billy Butcher. Imagine not having Carl Urban. Does the show work as well? Maybe, maybe not, but I think because it is Carl Urban, it works really, really well. Yeah. Because there's, he's perfect in this role. There's a couple scenes where just even his facial expressions alone are so on point. That it's like I couldn't imagine. At this point, I don't want to imagine anybody else as Billy Butcher, not having him as Billy Butcher. I love the mm-hmm. gift machine that is Billy Butcher. Have you seen some of the gifts? No, I've like, seen Oh my god! Yet. I'll start sending them to you guys <laughs> in the group chat. <laughs> good. good. Um, see, the whole thing with Billy Butcher, and we finally get to see the reunion, but Billy and his wife, which is, of course, yeah. I love that. Yep. Um, I was all about that. Unfortunately, um, it went exactly as I thought it was going to go, but I- I'm okay with where that got us in the story. Well. You see, that is a very interesting triangle by the end. I don't want to like, you know, completely spoil it, but what what we're left with is exactly like, wow, that's a great little like math equation that's that's either going to be horrendous or awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like who's raising who and and, and the reason they're raising it's like that's just it's almost like the greatest ending to a season I could have imagined for the boys. Does, does that make sense? I mean, it, it all works pretty well. Yeah. Like, at some point, you don't really, I mean, at least I didn't, I can't say I predicted the outcome of this. You know, I knew some things were going to fall into place, but how they got there oh. was not predictable at nope, all. Nope, they do a good job of that. I but, mean, let's let's talk about some real points of this. You know, we're talking about the stuff we love, but let's actually talk about the plot, okay? Yeah. So the real short version of this, there are two main plots, three main plots going on, I think, right? One is Billy and Becca, mm-hmm. and uh, what Ryan, the Homelander Junior. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a whole storyline in itself. We have the entire Huey and Starlight, and then we have the entire Stormfront. Um, and the Stormfront is the overriding thing throughout this entire episode mm-hmm. that 
you know, blends all that stuff together. So, Billy, the Billy and Becca stuff, it is what it is. You're not really, I mean, I like how it ended up. I'm yeah. okay with that. But to me, the Stormfront stuff all the way through, man. What a story. Yeah. What a story they built. Well, see, the thing, the thing about, I thought it was, when, when you finally understand who Stormfront is and, like, what she's been, you know, her affiliation with whatever is, I thought that was pretty well done. And I, 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 I really enjoyed the very bold writing in the show. And I, I mean, I think it's fair to say that season two of the boys is extremely bold when it comes to, you know, how far you can maybe let your audience push you or push your audience before they're like, no, we're not watching this anymore. You know, I thought it was very bold and I really enjoyed it given, um, given her, given Stormfront's affiliation with, with, with who she was affiliated with. Well, did you guys, did you guys like her story? I mean, Grayson's being around the bush here. Stormfront is a literal Nazi. Yep. Um, she engineered in Germany in 1940s um, by, you know, Vought, the guy, what's his first name? I don't remember. Jeffrey Vought or Charles? I don't, I don't remember, but. The guy that, didn't, the guy that brought Vought to, uh, made Vought what it is. She's yeah. the very first created, lab-created superhero. Her husband, yeah. Her husband created her, and she's a Nazi. Yep. And she's been around this whole time. And the way, the story they weave with her, um, how she comes to the forefront, she was, what, Seattle's local mm-hmm. hero, and then she gets promoted into the Seven when, you know, Translucent exploded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did love the tryouts, though, where Homelander just kills that. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> oh, you get to see Homelander at his most brutal. Uh, so And, like, that's what this show does really well, right? It does good at the shock value. There are moments where it's like even even when you're expecting it, when you know it's about to happen, because because you know what Homelander's going to do something when in that in that scene you're talking about with the whole tryouts thing. But like, man, they just go there, right? You know, and it's just they're ruthless and it's surprising and it's shocking. Yeah. And they do well, a good that. The thing about the Homelander and even okay, Homelander um, Stormfront is they they kill more civilians than anyone else in this entire show, and oh, yeah. but no one. But whenever they do it, there's no one ever to see it because they're all everyone that would have seen it and said something is now dead. Yeah. You know, for example, there's there's a situation where uh, Homelander is you know in a situation where there are some uh, some SWAT guys who are you know I mean probably le- legitimately there as his teammate, and because because they're like in between something that he wants, he just kills them all. But then he you know what I mean like all I just I'm the my level of frustration comes from these people getting away with this over and over again, but never coming like, because by the end of this, it's still like very much the end of season one is, you know, soups are soups and regular and Vought is still kind of, you know, Vought. And it's just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to beat around the bush. I'm trying to spoil it, but I've texted Roger in frustration and he's like, Roger, just watch the damn show, man. But um, I just, that's, are you guys getting as frustrated as I am with that? No, but at least I'm not, but the reason I'm not is because I trust them at this point of watching all these episodes. I'll watch whatever story they give us. Yeah. Like, listen, maybe maybe Homelander doesn't get his comeuppance. Maybe it doesn't happen. I mean, he is this world's version of Superman. It takes a lot to kill the big guy. Yeah. It really does. Maybe it never happens. I don't know. But I trust these people to make a good story out of it. So I'm I'm here for the ride. Give me the boys all day, every day, man. Yeah, and w- with the way this goes, without giving much away, I don't think Vought. I think Vought's a little ends up being a little bit like neutered by the end of this because oh, yeah. they're they're struggling. 
Yeah, and and like like they kind of lead you into because like if you think about who's on the Vought team at the end of this, they're more of the yeah they're shitty humans, but they're not bad bad people at mm-hmm. this point. You know, you know one of them aside, but you know it's they do a good job of like kind of like setting the, setting the stage up for a different path this time around. Yep. So I'm excited to see them get. I hope to God we get a season three. Well, you know what? Here's the thing: is without, I hope so. Without the mystery of who did, like, without the last two minutes of the boys' season two, you don't have a season three because everything is wrapped up. Now, when you finally, when you finally realize who did what at the end, near the end of that season, and you see who was actually doing, oh, it's the, pretty strong. Which that's which, what I'm saying is, I only have one problem with that reveal, and that's the first kill by by that by that person because. There's nothing to show or un- like understand why like that like those like why that person would be there at that time sure. with that person. Uh, I understand what you mean, but yeah, I think I think we'll get that explained. Though. Maybe, I maybe think, I think we will. Yeah, I, listen, I'm okay with suspending that belief. How about that moment though? Mm. I was like, well, I was ready for dialogue. I'm zeroed in, and all of a sudden, eh, nothing. Okay, yeah, that's the well, first episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's episode one. <laughs> Well, they, they 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 do a good job with like going back in time and giving you some some things that you may have missed, you know, some some timeline for some characters. For instance, Frenchie, you know, we we, we kind of know his origins. We get the we, story. We, we get do. the full story we of Frenchie. And also, I I liked their pick for Lamplighter. Oh. I thought that was one ironic because you know, Iceman, Iceman, and then two, just like, I think it was a. Song. Oh, that is that who that was? I was like, yes. why does he look so familiar? I couldn't yeah. figure out. Yeah. Oh, he was an X Men. Yeah, <laughs> so he's, he's so he's gets to, so he gets yeah. to play X Men again. Interesting. Um, um, let, me, let me ask you guys about one moment that really sticks out for me in the middle of the season. It's it's like season four ish or episode four ish. I could be wrong. You remember where they're having? So a lot of this is uh, there's a lot of political based stuff in this this episode or this season. Um, where there's rallies, they want they want people held in check. The Compound V stuff comes in national news, and they all want answers. And some people are spinning it as, "Hey, it's a good thing, it's a bad thing." You know, much like our news cycle would do here. There's gonna be people on both sides of the fence. So there's a hostile rally, and Homelander flies. In I was gonna quell- bring this up. So he flies in the quality. So he starts trying to answer questions to be Homelander. Because there's one thing Homelander is established good at he is really good at crowd control. He's really good at feeding the beast whichever direction he wants it to go. Yeah. He's a master manipulator at that. He's been doing it for so long. But so this crowd turns really hostile against him really quickly. And we have a snap moment and it looks like things go real bad. Yep. And I I was so ready for that to be. You know right? what I mean? So I don't want to spoil it because it is a big it's deal. big, yeah. But I remember watching that going, holy shit. Yep. Did that just happen? Again, shock. This right. show is so good because I, I I was the same, same way. I was like, oh my God, they went there. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> what I was, now? I was okay with it either way because yeah. I'm just like, whoa. Because yep. like, at that point, it's like, oh, what? Now it's only episode four? Yeah. Well, we here's, four episodes left of this well, now? Here's the, well, here's the thing is there's, there's no – the show only goes one way after that. If that moment doesn't you know click back to, okay, it was a brief moment in reality. But you know that's the whole like – I wish they would have had the cojones to follow through with that. Well, I, I think different we're, story we're, though. Different we're, story. We're not as far away from that version of Homelander as you <laughs> might think we are. Well, the whole thing with the whole thing with Homelander um, well, using like Stormfront and Homelander do end up in a relationship in this in this um, season. So that's that something new. 
Um, and the way it plays out with, um, you know, Stormfront being a Nazi and him being America's greatest champion, um, that's a bit of an odd dynamic. Yeah. So, but um, it's, it's, but it, but it's tongue in cheek and it works for the show. It does. It all works. There is nothing in this. I mean, legitimately, I'm not trying to hype this up as the greatest moment of TV, but listen, this shit is pretty good. Yeah. I have a hard time looking at me. You know, what, what don't you like about this season? I can't really look back on any individual storyline and be like, nope, it's all garbage. I can't I can't really do that. Can you guys do that? No, I can't. Really? But I mean, I like way more about the show than I don't like. Um I think what you're talking about is well, well let's let's talk about Homelander. I think Homelander as an interesting character. I think his character study, for instance, when he makes Doppelganger uh one of the soups like turn into Madeline Stillwell and kind of like he puts his head in her lap and then he's like and then doppelganger he's like i can't help he's like doppelganger turn back um that was pretty funny i thought too but it also gives you such an insight into his like what he his psyche and this season like dig really digs into homelander as a character you know his his psyche what he's thinking what he's doing and like there this this season really digs into that and roger i think you're right when you say we're not far away from a homeland that just snaps and loses his marbles completely We're, we're like four episodes away from that so let me ask you guys a question about homelander in general how old do you think homelander is i think he's aging i think he's aging correctly i think i think think so because i don't i think he's older than what we think he's supposed to be i honestly do now i'm not talking significantly but if i found out that homelander is like 65 years old i wouldn't be super surprised because i'm not trying to get super sciencey nerd guy here that's something that has superman has a problem with Mm -hmm. like clark kent Clark Kent doesn't age quite like we do. Yeah. You know, when he's 40, he's only going to look like he's 25. That sort of thing. I wouldn't be surprised because, listen, Homelander is lab created. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's not a spoiler. That's clearly defined in season one. When did they make him? <laughs> we don't well, we haven't really got any dates for that. So. We have we have context clues. Though. I mean, he doesn't – he's very surprised when he learns how old Stormbolt or Stormfront. Yeah. He's, He's very surprised. Um, I I don't don't know, man. He's, (laughs) he's very surprised. We learns how old she is. Um, well, there's a couple of clues here. I just had one in my head too. He's also, um, he doesn't, I don't don't think he's super older than, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. I think he's like 30, 35, 40. I I think he's between 30 and 40. If I had to guess, I think, I think he's probably 45 plus. And this is why. Homelander has been around in this world for a long time. Yeah. So much so where nobody even calls him by his actual name of John. Mm -hmm. They just refer to him only as Homelander. Well, no, that's what it is. He didn't know who Liberty was. He didn't, he didn't know who Liberty was big in the Mm seventies and he had no idea who, who, who that was. And you know, he would have, if he was even a young kid, then he would have remembered that name. Well, didn't they say he was the first though? That's why. That's why I think they're kind of going back on there. I was going to talk about that. See, they say Homelander's the first, but Liberty existed well, Liberty, first. Well, I mean, so you get that's a spoiler a little bit, but yeah, you get that she was lab created all the way back in the forties, but she was around in the seventies. And you know, there's a, there's a part of the storyline that I won't talk about it, but it does matter. Um, he would have at least known of Liberty. So yeah. You know, that's that's a thing. A little bit. So I was just thinking just now. Uh, you guys want want to like like make like one bold like bold statement. You know, one bold prediction for the what we're gonna get out of season three. Yeah, yeah. I I think we could do that. Um, you want to go first? It was your idea. I'll go first. I'll go first. Yeah. So I'm betting that because they kind of hinted at it uh, in the, like one of the last couple episodes of season two about the compound V. I bet we get a Billy Birch Billy Butcher has to become what he hates, and he has to use compound V 
at one, some point and gain and gain and gain a power well, and have to use it. I don't I don't want to play off of you too much, but I think it won't be him. You think it'll be Huey? I think it'll be Huey. All right, that's fair. That was <laughs> that's what fair. I was going to say. Um, that would be my thing that Huey ends up as a soup in some form, whether it's permanent or not. I don't know, but. There's got to be something going on. There's a good story beat there too, because then because then he kind of shadows Butcher, but yes. at the same time, Butcher doesn't want to be that. He hates nope. it. Nope. So, so. Um, I I think you're probably right about that, but I think there's going to be an addendum to that. I think whatever Huey does is obviously for Starlight. He does everything he does to save Annie. Yeah, that's so okay. he loves that team, though. He does. He loves well, those guys. They they work well together. Yeah. Well, he. I mean. Look, he likes to pretend like he does, but I think Chris, you're right. He loves those guys, mothers, <laughs> mothers, milk, Frenchie, and of course Butcher, who just now Butcher and Huey have an interesting relationship too, which, which is kind of what I love. They, they, they do a good they job each touching other. on on this season, which yeah. I like. Well, I mean, their their mental dynamic of this whole team, it the way it plays out, you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. Because <laughs> um, yeah, don't don't talk about that too much because that's that's a big deal through this whole. Well, no, of course, of course, and um, I, I want to first episode when he walks down the stairs and he's like, "Daddy's home." Oh god! And I was just like, "Yes." <laughs> so many panties and male boxers dropped at that point. Was but like, it's funny. also he. But he says, "Daddy's home," and then you know, a four-letter c word. But I mean, it's. <laughs> but like, that's what he's. That's what he does so well. Is like. I mean, okay, I want to, like, take a little side then, but, like, I also just watched Doom. Do you remember that movie from 2005? Not good. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, no, Rock it was... It? Yeah, yeah well, The Carl, Rock. But Carl, but Carl, Carl, Carl Urban and the, other, and, and, the, and the other woman in that, they make the, the movie. But even in that, Carl Urban is, like, he's kind of Billy Butcherish in a way. I just watched it, and I was like, well, that's kind of Billy Butcherish. But I think, well, okay, predictions for season three, then. A major prediction, um, I think... Uh, of course, it's going to play off Homelander and Homelander's son. That has to be sure. explored. That, that has to be expounded upon more. And the whole thing with Butcher. And um, I think, by, by the way, and I, I said it, but the, the, the events that play out in the end of that last episode, you know, when, in, 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 in the woods, I think they couldn't have been better. Oh, you know, who's, awesome. who's, mm-hmm. responsible for, who's responsible for doing damage to who? Like, I just yeah. think that's perfect. You know, but as far as like spreading, I mean, I, I'm sad because I didn't want a certain person to become a victim. But um, big of big spoiler events is uh, I don't think Huey. Uh, no, no, I'll I'll save that one. I don't think Billy Butcher will survive the next season. I know you no. guys probably don't agree with me on no, that I one, but that. oh, there's no way. I think if somebody comes off of the team, it wouldn't be Billy. So it's gonna be Mother's Milk because he's the good guy with the family. He's just there for the ride. Yeah. Well, the whole thing—the whole thing with Butcher though is his his story is kind of complete now. There's no more mystery to it, oh, you know. There, They've opened up. There is plenty more <laughs> Billy Butcher ready to happen. Well, fine, but his okay at the beginning of season gonna, one, he was gonna kill that kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you like like I said like, like I, I said it before? It was 50-50. He gives he gives such <laughs> strong emotional looks and in that moment the one you're talking about Grayson, he was going to kill that child. No, I I agree and I, and I don't want to reveal too much but how about what he tells the child? He's like, "You remember what I told you?" And then the child says, "Yeah, don't be a c-word." It's like, "That's right." <laughs> First of all, good that's good amazing. Um, I really enjoyed – I can't even begin to tell you Carl Urban is an actor. I've always loved him. You know, Lord of the Rings, he's been in a lot of things I've loved. But um, his – when the events in the woods finally play out, the really emotional scene he, he has with someone, awesome. Yeah. 
I mean, like it, it broke there, my heart. Like I said, it, it's hard for me to find something that I didn't like about this season. And, you know, normally, you know, like you have the Game of Thrones issue where you watch a bunch of stuff and the whole season ends up good, but you look back at a couple episodes that don't that don't quite fit and you're like, yeah, we could have done without that. And this one, I'm just like, nah, I'm here for all of it. Yep, so yep. that's something, I mean, they, they pace this so well. And, I mean, that's, that's a, a big thing with them. Is like this last episode, especially the last episode, so much stuff happens. Yeah. It happens in fairly rapid succession, and you never feel like you miss anything. Nope. It all comes at you at the right speed. And listen, at one point, like during the last episode, especially, like we're getting A level comic book movie style fighting. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yep. It is awesome. <laughs> like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Give me more of this. That's the problem with the, you know a character that you know probably won't be coming back next season. Yeah, you know, there's some pretty rad power there. Yep, <laughs> some pretty rad power. Well, another another thing I love too, and maybe it's in the form of a prediction, but you know, even the seven, they're at odds too. I mean, Maeve oh, yeah. has Maeve has dirt on everybody. You know, Maeve has dirt on Homelander, and I have a feeling Homelander is going to be not only a major focal point, but the next he's going to be responsible for a lot of soup death. Well, I mean, he's killed a lot of people, um, so that's not really too big of a surprise. But, I mean, listen, this is, as much as this is Billy Butcher's story, this is a Homelander story. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean that seriously. Because just remember, Homelander's not always the bad guy, but he's never really the good guy. Yeah. He's, he, it's weird because he's a terrible person. He's kind of ambiguous at some points. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. I mean, I love the fact that we, we, we revisit the plane again. Yeah. I think that was just, it was, it was so clever writing. Yeah, that's a big moment too. Yeah. And they combined it with uh, social media and how the, 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 the guys, like, the guy's video text or message got out and, like, then it got leaked. I thought that was just so brilliant too. Um, and, I mean, of course, in the first season, it's very symbolic of, you know, Homelander standing up and people, you know, it's, you know, like, um, like a famous icon from... <laughs> A famous icon of infamy from you know the Second World War, you know, standing up and talking to people. Like, I mean, they. I really like how they do that. But then they made Stormbolt kind of like sidestep Stormfront. I'm sorry, Stormfront. Um, they made Stormfront kind of take take over that mantle. But it just that was interesting to me. The whole home, the Homelander and Stormfront kind of dynamic there. Because I mean, with all rights, Homelander should have hated Stormfront. And, and that was her goal, is what is, is what she got close with Homeland. That was her goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to align yourself with the strongest person. That's how I looked at that. So, you know. I think she knew her agenda. I mean, I would have been interested to see more Stormfront episodes, only because she's an interesting character. I mean, well, she comes from a time that no one else knows. I don't know if we're done with her story arc completely. I don't. Think I sure hope not, because she's a good. She's a good villain. You know what I mean? Like she's good at it. She's um, definitely hateable. Ooh, she's hateable. Mm. Oh man, I was. Ooh, there was a point where I want to turn it off. She was so hateable. I hated um, her before they revealed anything bad about her. I just didn't like that person to begin with. <laughs> I mean, and then there's then there's the deep and A Train who kind of didn't really. <laughs> well, I mean, A Train has a side arc. Listen, it's. I don't know if it's it's of any major value to the show. But I kind of loved it. Oh, yeah, Atrio was that. Uh, then is like, it's like, it's like, I'm out, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. We only take one. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> He's like crying. 
How about when they find the deep at Cedar Point, pissed drunk oh. off like my ties <laughs> in the kids' splash zone? <laughs> That's so hilarious. Yep. That is that is good. The deep he just kind of like every time, but every time we cut to the deep, the story just kind of like to me it ground to a halt. Well, I think so. There's got to be something to this. Yeah, like they wouldn't give him this much because listen, well, it doesn't really fit the overarching story. I mean, they didn't let this character be buried. There's still something there. They want this guy to be something. So again, I'll trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here for it. You love how they, they they made him marry marry a woman that's terrible in bed. My <laughs> wife. <laughs> one of the things one of the things that made me laugh so hard, and it was like one in the morning, and I woke my house up. Was Huey walks in and says, "And Mother's Milk is watching something." And Huey says, "What are you watching?" And Mother's Milk immediately says, "It's a show called Suck My Dick." <laughs> Uh, that's just so funny. You tell me, you tell me they're not the best friends. <laughs> no, they, 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 well, especially Mother's Milk and Frenchie are just—they're like two—they're like the best oh, friends they ever can find. Oh yeah. Uh, did you guys get the the? Did you guys catch the Hamilton references? Sure. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of references in this. Yeah. Album. I mean, there's tons. I mean, there's tons of references that I would have thought was too there's risky a lot for 2020. Of very good pop culture references, current pop culture references, which is weird. Because they live in an alternate timeline without our version of superheroes. Yeah. So well, it's impressive when they can do things like that. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like in like things like Walking Dead where like zombies don't exist in that universe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like they have no idea what they're doing and what the, you know, at first. So I, I like that. They did a good job with that, with that in this. How about, um, how about Butcher's aunt or whatever she is? Oh, God. She's oh, awesome. She's a goddamn drug dealer. <laughs> She has a whole like safe house and a safe room in the bottom of her house. It's just awesome, man. I do that, that whole scene with Noir. I would like, I would like to like to know Noir's actual like power set because he seems a indestructible as hell, and besides you know one we'll one very specific weakness, but just he's hilarious just, weakness. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's just you know I think that you know his he's really interesting too. I want to. I do want to know his backstory because he's just a killing machine. Well, you want to. I thought he was a robot for wanna, for a little bit know there. That I know from the boys' comic book side of it, mm-hmm. there was a thing where he was a clone of Homelander. Huh? Okay. Now I don't believe they're taking it this route because I think we'd know that by yeah. now. But yeah, that was why he had the power set that he has. Okay. Think about it. Yeah. I mean, besides shooting lasers out of the eyes, he's pretty indestructible. Homelander is completely indestructible that we know of. Yeah, would it makes sense? Mm-hmm. It fits the fits the line. No, yeah, I don't believe that's the route we're going, but that's definitely something to something to think about. Did you did you guys love um, uh, Giancarlo Esposito? Yes, always. Um, Gustavo Frank, another. He's just always a villain, man. Always a villain. He's so goddamn good at it. Mm-hmm. So he was a villain, of course, in Breaking Bad. He's a villain in Mandalorian. He's now the villain in this. Like it's just he does such a good. It's, he's almost like a career, like career villain now, and which is fine. He's a highbrow villain though, which I think he does very good at. Uh, he's that. He's that kind of villain accent. that just. Oh yeah. Like his diction and accent, yep. they fit so well with this. Be like you know he's a smart badass. Yeah. Like you just know, <laughs> so. That goes a long way. Listen, if you can fear make 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 people respect you just by the sound of your voice, mm-hmm. that goes a long way. Oh yeah, a long long way. Good for him for being more manly than I am. <laughs> <laughs> when he just like sits across the table from someone, he just has that like I don't. It's just terrifying, man. I don't. I would not want to be sitting across he's, from him. He's, he's got a gravitas to his character, yeah. which definitely carries through. He really does. He really does. There are a lot of characters in this movie in this show in this season that really kind of upset me as well. 
Um, yeah. Not really upset me, but like just annoyed me. For instance, Annie's mother, oh. she is so annoying. Well, I do like I do like that story side of it. So and Cusack. Yeah, it definitely it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all it's all told for a reason. So that works. But yeah, she's hateable. I mean, there's hateable people in the show. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, by design though. But I definitely uh, definitely enjoyed how it all played out. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely okay with with the way this went. I'm excited for the next season. I would challenge anybody who has not watched The Boys in general. Now listen, I know I know you guys both watched the entire season in what a week, basically. Yeah. A day. I wouldn't recommend everybody to do something like that. Yeah. But listen, take a couple of weeks and watch through all the episodes of The Boys. If you don't like it after the first season, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I mean, for me, this is this is what X Men could have been nowadays. <laughs> awesome. you mean yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, like, it, like the, this is a this is a very close to an X Men style universe. You know, there's people with powers. That they're they're not as like huge key as like your Marvel and your and like your DC stuff. It's just it's feels very nitty gritty and it's very good yeah it's definitely a down the earth show yeah that feels like like there's nothing besides the superhero parts of this that feels like this could never happen yeah right mm-hmm. i mean that's oh yeah the storyline that they built it's incredible yeah you, you you could insert a lot of different scenarios in this that isn't superhero related and it works still, yeah you know what i mean absolutely yeah well because i mean think about some of the, the stuff they talk about in this just overly in the world we live in you know, we live in a world with a 24-hour news cycle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they talk about political things. Um, they talk about gay rights a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they out somebody on this show. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's cringy, but, like, that's real-world cringy. Yep. Um, it happens. And the way, yeah, the way that it plays out, God, it just builds that part of the story so, so well. It, it works. It just works all the way through. I agree with you. I agree with all everything you just said. I mean... If you don't like the boys, the failing's on your end. Ha, probably. Now listen, if you're not here for a rated R movie, or rated R hero show, though, this is not for you. It's gritty. It's profane. It's there's sex and violence. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in a lot of it. There's but a it's, the, the, it's the, real. There's a 44 inch penis. Oh, like there's God. a lot that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even talk about that. Oh my goodness. Listen, I don't want to say anything about it because that entire thing, awesome. Yep. Awesome. Uh, I agree. I agree. So. That was yeah. That was that was one of the. He's like, was that a? He's like, yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, so so they get the banter with the team so well because they're they're outside of, of where where that happens at, and MM's on the phone with, with Butcher, <laughs> and he's like he's like <laughs> MM tell him about it. It's just like yes. <laughs> No, he says MM. Tell him about MM, the, the dick around MM's neck, and then I know MM. I don't want to give it away, asshole. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> well, we just talked about it. We just talked about it. Yeah, but, yeah. We didn't talk about that part of it. And then, then, then the next thing he says on the phone, because you know Billy just said, "Wait, what did I just hear?" And then he You're says, wrong. "No, that, that was just Frenchie being Frenchie." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, super funny. What a what a weird soup power too. Like what a well, weird. I think yeah. I think I think next season, honestly, we're gonna dive into a lot about that stuff. Hopefully. I'd, I'd like to see um, more of that. There's a good story there. I think. Well, c- Compound V, you mean? Well, yeah, and the you know the testing of it, yeah, that sort of thing. Because they do lay some in the weird comic book world, they lay some hard rules about the Compound V about how it's supposed to be used and how it does get used. Yep. So, you know, there's that. But like, isn't wouldn't they have to see? In, in my mind, they kind of have to avoid that because you can't just have a ton of people running around as soups. You just the world doesn't work anymore. Well, Police I mean, don't work the way, anymore. The way I get it. 
like there can be there's soups all over the place. There's yeah. there's local soups, regional soups, super soups. Yeah. Um, I know it's weird to put it that way, but like they have like the minor leagues of soups. Yeah. For real, and they bring people up when they need it. Like there's there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. I'm not talking like millions, but like you can surprise if there's a hundred thousand. Yeah. Something like that. Or I mean yeah. super villains part of it, which we didn't even talk about too much. Yeah. Yeah. Which are now out there. Yeah. Know. So and most of it's homelanders fault <laughs> from season one. Yep. So And I, I love how they keep driving that point home to you this whole season. How remember when they were like, What what should we call him? Super terrorist? He's like super villain. That's all like, what we'll call him. <laughs> but like that's that's well, telling you what they're doing, what they're doing is. the focus groups. Yeah. <laughs> Which Homeland doesn't care about at all, but I mean, that's Homelander telling you exactly what he is. You know, that's his character saying, "That's what I am is a, is a supervillain." So get ready. Uh, so I mean, I'm very excited for season three. I could have started season three right after season two ended. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for it. So, I mean, I'm sure you guys feel the same. We're, we're more than happy to watch season three whenever it comes out. Maybe not all in one shot like you know other people. Um, I did it all in one day, baby. No way I'd want to do that. No. no it was it was it was a lot. It was a lot. Now, I mean, I watch a lot of Game of Thrones like that too. That's also a lot. We gotta find a way to stop that um, my echo. Hmm? Am I, can you guys hear my echo over there? Nope. Nope. You're good. Yeah. Alright, whatever. whatever. Um no, I no, I'm really enjoying uh, the boys. I didn't think I would as much as I was wanted to, but I'm really enjoying the boys. Good. I'm so. glad I hope everybody does. Yeah. Take my advice, watch it. You won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So, it's a lot of fun. Even if you just watch Billy, I mean, you know, I'm I'm gonna see if I can find a best of Billy Butcher on on YouTube, and just like see if I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy Butcher, he's the best. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Carl Urban for a second or no? No, I'm good. No, with it. no, we're good. All right. This has been episode 202 of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice or the following five iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinemapod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. Always posting updates there. And we're still taking a little hiatus from YouTube, but we will be back, back when we can figure it out. All right. Next week we're talking about the Crudes, a new age. Hill, that's a that's a theatrical release. Hillbilly Elegy and on Netflix, and we'll have the Mandalorian episodes five and six of season two. Sure, sounds good. All right, gentlemen, Rob, you want to make it weird as always? No, I think we're good. Chris will do it though. Apparently, <laughs> definitely weird. weird.